Welcome to Podcast Parable Season 3. Welcome back, friends. Hope you had a great week. I am Courtney Lee, your host, and I am overjoyed that you have joined us today. We are in our third season of Podcast Parables, studying the lives of Bible kids. It's a delight, and the guest storytellers this season are just the cutest. Their voices, ah, love them so much. Thanks for being here, for listening in, for finding story in the ordinary. Ever so grateful for your presence here. Podcast Parables' goal is to explore and interact with the Bible in a creative way, encouraging you to do the same. It's not meant to add to or scramble scripture, but it is permission to color in the lines of the black and white words of scripture with imagination, whimsy, and story. Biblical integrity and historical accuracy are held with utmost importance, using every bit and morsel written in the word to its full extent, knowing that there will be some follow-up research to do in heaven. It's also encouragement to go back to the word ourselves, rereading these passages with a new lens, allowing God to speak through his word like only he can. Today's story comes to us from Mark chapter 5 and Luke chapter 8. It's the telling of the daughter of Jairus, a synagogue leader who finds Jesus and begs him to come home and heal his only daughter. Jesus agrees, but pauses on the journey to heal a bleeding woman, who you might remember from our very first episode of Podcast Parables. I would highly encourage you to pause right here, right now, and go back and listen or re-listen to Season 1, Episode 1, as it is the prequel to today's story. And I just think it would bless you so much to listen to them together. Go ahead. I promise I'll wait. (laughs) Oh, good. You're back. So special, right? And now, for the continuation of her story, told from a different point of view, here is the story of the daughter of Jairus. Enjoy. I didn't mean to get sick. I mean, no one ever does, but I know that, but... I tried really hard not to. Mama and Papa were always worrying. I was their only child, and it was hard for them to only have me, to only have a girl. I just wanted to make them happy and not give them reason to worry so much. Papa had always dreamed of having a boy, maybe lots of boys. (laughs) Uh, He never said this out right in front of me. But I know he wanted to bring his boys to synagogue with him to learn how to take on trade, just like their father. He wanted boys to go exploring in the desert and along the shores of Galilee. He wanted boys to carry on the family name for generations to come. But alas, there was just me. Mama could have no more. Her womb closed up and rejected every attempt after I was born. She was stricken with womanly troubles, carrying the burden of that day after day, month after month, year after year. 
only as grateful for me, but mourning the loss of more. And despite all their wants for more children, Mama and Papa channeled that into an overflowing love for me. They cared and provided for me in every way possible. They wanted to give me a wonderful life, and they did. And I tried really hard to be careful, to do as they said, to not create strife, to not get in dangerous situations, and to stay healthy. I tried so hard, but I still got sick. I tried so hard to fight it. But I died. It's okay. I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't think it was scary or anything like that. Just the stillness, the soul and spirit. Like I was gone, but waiting for something. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> and then in the midst of the void, a man's voice called to me. Little girl, I say to you, arise. At that instant, I knew that his voice was what I had been waiting for. I felt myself grow warm with his touch. His hands in mine pulled me up to standing from the bed, and I saw my mother with red-rimmed eyes clutching my father, hand over mouth. My dad looked at me more distraught than I've ever seen him, cap lopsided, hair and beard a mess. Here in the streaked face. Three other men I didn't know were there, watching the whole ordeal with wide eyes, mouth agape. And then my eyes met the gaze of the warm-handed man. He smiled, and then shook everyone free of their frozen terror by telling Mama to get me something to eat. <laughs> and I was hungry. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I guess if you can raise someone from the dead, you can also know if they're hungry or not. <laughs> Mama set right to work, pulling out everything we had, tea, bread, and oil, and a little bit of salted fish. Setting me at the table near the window, she began preparing a plate for me and plates for our guests, offering them to stay a while. I listened to their conversation as I waited staring out the window as the weepers and mourners began to leave, hearing bits and pieces of the story, the size of the crowd, how Papa found the man in town square, begging him to come heal me, about the holdup that stopped the procession and the announcement of my death. Papa just couldn't get over it all, his voice getting all squeaky and emotional. All his life, he's worked so hard to prepare and provide and protect me. And then, here, in this moment, he gets someone to come help. Someone who has been said to perform miracles. And then, even that is taken away with the news that I had already died. He was minutes too late. Everything Papa had done was not enough. It was over. His only child had died on his watch after being so careful, so diligent. 
she was gone. Don't be afraid. Just believe. The man repeats with a sparkle in his eyes, pointing at Papa. I think about that for a moment, getting lost in the story. As much as I needed life, Papa needed those words. The man brought us both back. Sickness had killed me, but fear had killed my father. And healing was available to all for this miracle man standing in our house this very day. I looked away for a moment, and it was then I noticed a woman who was standing a ways off from our house. She must have not been a part of the professional mourners. She's just standing there, all alone now, like a statue, looking in, looking at me. Usually I would feel, feel highly uncomfortable with something like this, but today I felt unusually drawn to her. I don't know, maybe when you've been brought back from death to life things like this just happen. <laughs> I got up from my table and slipped out the front door, putting my cover over my head, my eyes staying locked with this woman whom I had never seen before. It was like we were connected in a way that could not be explained. Like, she knew what I knew, but neither of us could put it into actual words. As I drew near, I reached out to her, and we embraced, holding each other for a long time. The hug ended and we looked toward the house, seeing the man watching from the window, holding his hot cup of tea with both hands. The steam enveloping his face, a glow with a kind of smile I had never seen before, its expression forever held in my most precious memories. I looked at the woman, a tear escaping her eye and rolling into an equally big smile, which made me laugh my biggest laugh. <laughs> I grabbed her hand and led her inside. It was time to eat. Within this short passage of scripture, Mark 5, 34 to 41, only seven verses, Jesus says the following things aloud. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, you have been healed. He says this to the bleeding woman. Don't be afraid, just believe. He says this. To Jairus. Why all this weeping and commotion? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. He says this to the crowd. Little girl, I say to you, arise. He says this to the daughter of Jairus. All within those seven verses. And I'm guessing that you fit into one of those categories today. Maybe you have been in hiding a long time and need to reach out to Jesus to experience his deeply restorative reconciliation. Take courage. Go in peace. Your faith has made you well. 
Or maybe you are encapsulated by fear and control and duty and need to experience the emptiness of all of that. So Jesus can begin filling you back up with himself. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Or maybe you are a part of a hysterical group of people gathered around something you don't believe should be so fragile watching it die. Why all this weeping and commotion? Maybe you are in the dark yourself, not knowing why bad things keep happening, why it's so dark and so lonely, why life is the way that it is. Little one, I say to you, arise. It's time to eat, friends. It's time to take Jesus at his word and join him for lunch. Our hunger is for him and what he offers. All the best fruit of the Spirit. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all of it. May we listen to his invitation today. It's time to eat. Thank you so much for listening in today. What fun it is to be a part of God's story in this way. May only his name be glorified and honored through this always and forever. I'm so grateful for our guest storyteller this week, Bray Lee. She did a fabulous job, and I am ever impressed by these young friends' bravery as they hop on the mic. I can't say thank you enough for those of you supporting Podcast Parables. Whether it's on Instagram, word of mouth, leaving five stars and reviews, and even those of you who are supporting in a financial capacity, thank you, thank you, thank you. God's story is worth telling through these stories shared on the pod and the stories you all carry with you each and every day. If you want to join the Podcast Parables team to keep the ministry moving forward as either social media support or financial giving each month, I would so love that. There's a link in the show notes that takes you to the support page where there's options to send 99 cents or five bucks or even 9.99 our way each month. And the form takes less than 60 seconds to fill out. If you would like to join the hype team on social media, please send a DM to at podcast underscore parables there and we will get started. Okay, friends, that's it for me today. Go find some story in the ordinary, whether that's in the pages of scripture or in the lives around you. Until next time, this is Courtney Lee, your podcast parables host. Thanks for listening.